What's up, what's up, what's up? This your girl, Black Diet, a.k.a. Shad Short Stories or Shadrika. Today's topic is, is it better to be unhappy and attached or happy and single? As we grow up, especially being female, you are taught that you need you need to have a man. You need to be married. Um, that marriage is the way to go. As time goes on, we see that things, that it's not really that way. Sometimes you might not even want a man. You have women that just want to be with another woman or a man that wants to be with a man. But things aren't as traditional as they once were. And that's a good thing because having someone and thinking that they're going to take the burden off you isn't always the way to go. Because sometimes you're setting yourself up for failure. Oftentimes you need to learn to be, or every time I would say, learn how to be your own escape route because the one that's not going to let you down is yourself because you, you're the one that has to go through that uncomfortable phase of not having what you need or being in tough situations that you have to stick out because you don't have that person that's going to come and deliver you from uncomfortable life situations or uh, just life in general so it's better for you to just be able to stick it out know how to operate through the uncomfortable times and be your own advocate and be your own hero yeah when you grow up sometimes we're all taught something different Sometimes men are taught to find a woman that's going to be like their mother. And that's why men find and t- intentionally look for women that are very nurturing, very, okay, I'm going to do it myself. I'm not going to really rely on you. I'm going to take care of it all. Whereas the woman that they should be looking for is the woman that is going to be a great mother or a great companion to them if they don't decide to have kids. Someone that can be a great companion someone that can, you know, help heal, not heal, but someone that can help them through the tough times, someone that they can see, they can't see themselves living life without. Then what I notice is that people usually go for, they usually go for the cosmetics rather than going for what's really inside someone. So you, sometimes you're pleasantly surprised if you decide to go with someone just because of the way that they appear, look, and then other times you can be very let down because you're like, Oh, he look good. He tall. He got nice skin. He work out. You know, he got boohoo money. Uh, he my type just because you looking at what's on the outside. You like, Oh, his pockets are screaming. They, they fat, whatever he getting money. I ain't got to worry about how my hair going to get done. My nails going to get done. If I want to get this new new car that just came out or this new purse that just came out, he got it. I ain't got to worry about it. But he could be a really shitty person. But you go with this man because he has the financials to support your habit. But you don't realize until it's too late that he's not feeding your soul. He doesn't have anything to really add to you or to help make you a better person. And you, because you're looking so much into his 
financials, sometimes you haven't even developed that as a person because you're so fixed on what that person has on the outside rather than what they have on the inside. As you get older, you realize that what a person looks like or what they have on the outside doesn't really make you. It's what is on the inside of that person. Is that person going to be a listening ear when you need to decompress and tell them about your day or tell them about a situation that you've been in? And many times, if you go for the wrong person, you're finding somebody that's just like a shell of a person. They're like so consumed with what appeals to that the Joneses they're like okay I gotta get this because this is what's gonna get me noticed this is what's gonna get me noticed so let me get this let me get that and that's not where it's at and that's how a lot of a lot of times you know being with somebody doesn't work out because you're like okay he fine she fine let's get together and then when you get together, you realize that y'all don't really mix because y'all heads are are in two different places. Like, yeah, he might be fine. Or, yeah, she might be fine. But one person thinking about, okay, I want to be married and have kids within X amount of time. The next person might be thinking like, oh, I got to make sure that I'm snatched because I want to appear on the next cover of whatever magazine there is out or on whatever social media site. So just because you both might be attractive doesn't mean that you're equally yoked. I might be providing too much information, but I can remember when I was growing up, I was like, okay, I'm going to get with the love of my life. I'm going to find him by the time I hit 21. 21 is the cutoff date or the cutoff year for me to find Mr. Wright, my husband, my future father, my kids. That's what I thought. And that didn't happen. I always thought about, oh, I'm going to have kids. The man that I get with, he's going to be infatuated with me. He's going to love life with me. We're going to build. We're going to enjoy each other. And we're just going to do everything together. That was the thought that I had. The dream that I had of the type of romantic relationship I would have with the father of my kids. And not to mention, I always envisioned myself having at least five kids. At the most, I wanted ten. Because I'm an only child. So I always saw myself having five boys, five girls. Never happened. I have no children to this day. And I'm thankful that I don't because that would have meant that there would have been a f- possible father out there somewhere. One of my exes would have been the father of my of my not born child. And I'm so thankful that I don't have any children because none of them I would have wanted in my life. And I'm giving you a little bit too much information, but dealing with them at first any of my exes, they all seemed like they were decent guys when we first met. And I never got with anybody just because of what they looked like. I got with them because they appeared to be compatible. And later on, I found out that that wasn't true. And I've listened to plenty of YouTubers and 
some YouTubers say that you get you get um, tricked into the okie doke because you're so sheltered and you don't really know the way that men move because you haven't had much experience with it because you've been sheltered. And I can attest to that because that's pretty much how it went for me. Because I, I dated and I, I always dated and it seemed good at first. And then a couple months passed, a year passed, and things seemed to be good. And then it seems like they started to decline. Slowly but surely, they started to decline. And then everything just goes to hell in the, in the handbasket. And it's just like, okay, I had this one thought about you. You seem like you were a decent person when we first got together. I could possibly see myself like really being with you. And then you go and do this. And there were plenty of things that each man did. A man will show you that he's not worth your time. It's up to you to decide if you're going to keep giving him chances or you're going to take him up on that boundary that he crossed. Because he basically telling you, I'm going to keep trying you until you let me know that I can't try you no more. If you draw a line in the sand at the beginning and they cross that line, then it's like, okay, I give you one chance. Some people only give you one chance and then they're gone. And then, or you might have someone that gives you two chances, three chances, whatever. But everybody has their breaking point. And for me, I had a lot of times where even though I knew that that person wasn't good for me and I knew that they kept, you know, like jumping over the boundaries, not just crossing them jumping over playing in it whatever and it's just like okay i know you said this and i know you threatened me with this but i'm gonna go ahead and do this and i'm gonna see what you do and people do that because they want to see if you're gonna let them get away with things that's just human nature i hate that's the way it is but for the most part that's the way human nature is they're gonna try you until you let them know you can't try me Unless you want me out of your life or or it's going to be some repercussions to you trying me and crossing a boundary. And that's one thing that I gained more and more knowledge of as I got older, because I didn't I didn't know about boundaries. I didn't know anything about boundaries. I knew that I should have had them. I didn't know what they were called. Like I knew boundaries, but I didn't know how to set any. And to be honest, I'm still in that phase of setting boundaries. Because what I usually do, if a person crosses my boundaries, I just cut, I, I cut communication. I don't talk to them anymore. And if I do talk to them, it's like hi and bye or a quick conversation. I don't, invo- I don't invite them into my life anymore. Because I'm like, okay, you crossed me. You knew you crossed me. You did it on purpose. So why should I even entertain spending time around you when you could do something like that and you knew that I wasn't okay with it, but you went you went ahead and went through with it anyway. So I'm kind of big on boundaries. Speaking about boundaries, I was in a relationship and maybe about, and I'm pretty sure that I spoke about it before, but I was in a relationship for like maybe almost four years ago. And I was with this person. When I first got with him, I thought that, you know, that was the end of the road. That's the only person I'm going to be with. I'm not trying to look to be with nobody else. That's what I thought at first because he seemed so perfect. Everything just seemed right. 
and it seemed right because he kind of gave me false security, making me believe that he was, you know, nice, honest, and he didn't have any motive. And there's always a motive. That's, that's a lesson that I learned. There's always a motive. And being with him made me feel like, okay, eventually we're going to get married. But I should have paid attention to the conversations that we had because he told me years before we got to our fifth year of being together, he told me that even if we were together five, six years, he he felt like he still wouldn't know me by five or six years. So that should have let me know that he wasn't trying to get married and especially not to me. And I had this, I had this thought in my head, like, okay, if he's saying that I got to change his mind, I got to do something, say something, be some type of way to make him change his mind. So many years ago, I felt like, even when I first started dating, I felt like I needed to prove something. Like I needed to prove how worthy I am of a man's attention, people's attention in general. I always felt like I needed to prove that I am worthy of attention. And I kind of know where it comes from, but yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I dealt with him. I was with him and it seemed like things were good. The first six months were lovely. And, you know, we spent time together. We hung out on the weekends. You know, we moved in pretty quick. He just seemed like there was no wrong that he could do. And slowly, that niceness started to vanish. And then one day I looked up and he was a completely different person. And it was like I got got. Like, he was in on the joke. I knew nothing about it, but he knew, he plot, he plotted the whole thing. So, so I was just like, towards the end of it, I was thinking to myself like, okay, this man really don't want me. He really wanted someone that could help him pay bills. And I didn't really catch on until late, late, later on. After we had been together like three, four years, I caught on. And then the other thing is, I was like, if I'm going to be miserable, I might as well be miserable by myself instead of being with someone that it doesn't really have my best interest at heart, that just basically wants someone that's going to help him pay bills so that he doesn't have to struggle on his own. And then that's when I came up with, okay. You don't want to be the partner that I need, so why am I here? And then that's when I was just like, okay, I'm out. I'm gone. I didn't let him know. I kind of disappeared when he had to go to work. And that's not the right way to do it, but that's the way that I did it because I'm not a person that really deals with confrontation. I'm working on learning how to deal with it, but I'm not a very confrontational person. So I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to you know, learn to be happy on my own, build myself up, build routines to help me find love in myself and love myself and enjoy life as is. 
And uh, through the years, I've learned to love being on my own, like being in my own company and not having someone around me all the time. I'm really a loner. I don't, I don't really need to be around a lot of people at once. And I just want to tell the people out here that are loners, if you are a loner, there's nothing wrong with you. That's the way that you decompress. That's how you feel most happy. Nothing wrong with you. We are different. Everybody's different. Some people always like to be around others. Other people like to be in their own company. And that is completely fine. Don't ever let somebody make you feel like you weird because you like to be by yourself. No, you're not. You're a loner. Yes, you do need human um, connection. You need to connect and talk to people every now and again. But don't feel like you always have to be around somebody or you weird or you're the only person on earth like that because you're not. There's a lot of people out here like that. And for a long time, I thought that I was the odd one out because everybody that was around me always wanted to be around other people. And I'm like to myself, I want to be by myself. I'm most at home by myself. But then again, I am my only child. So it makes sense that I like to be by myself. But every day I'm learning, it's good to get out there and be with people. But if you need to spend time by yourself, that's fine too. Nothing wrong with that. Spend the time that you need with others, but if you need to decompress and be by yourself, that's fine too. And if somebody is trying to bogart your time, you have to find your voice and let them know, I love you. I like spending time with you, but right now I need to spend time by myself. Nothing wrong with it. There's always something that you could learn about yourself. And if you're not ready to be with somebody, that's completely fine. No matter how old you are, no matter if they say, oh, your biological clock is your, your, is it your biological clock? I think that's the name of it, whatever. But your clock is ticking, your eggs are scrambled, or your eggs are scrambling more and more every day. You need to get with someone so you can have a child. If people are telling you that, if you want to have children, and you have the means to do so, I would say freeze your eggs. But never just have children with someone just because you're trying to make sure that you have a child. Be careful and be mindful of who you choose to have a child with because kids emulate their parents. They are little pieces, although the best pieces, but they are pieces from their parents. So if this person isn't a person that you really wanted to have a child with and they have ways about them that you don't like, I would say, please stay away from having a child with them because that child is going to come out just like them. So if you do decide to have a child with somebody, make sure that they're the person that you want to have a child with. Make sure that, that, that this person is the best possible match for you and for your child. Because it's not good to just go out there and have a baby with anybody or have a baby off of love. Although we all want to believe that love is the main thing and the main reason to have a child, it's not. You need to be with somebody that's going to have your back and your child's back. Because there's too many men and women out here that date and and have babies with somebody that don't even care two cents about them. And then they have to go through the whole long process of taking care of this child on their own 
or if they're lucky, they'll find someone that wants to attach themselves to the journey and adopt their child and they live life happily ever after. But we already know for a lot of us, life don't end up like that. So to save yourself from the heartache and the headache, please make sure that the person that you get with is the person that you love. And that's going to have your back and your child's back. Love is an important aspect, but it ain't the only aspect. So just make sure I got to drive that home because too many, too many times we like, okay, my parent is getting on my back or my cousin's getting on my back. My sisters, my brothers, my aunties, my uncles, everybody getting on your back about having a child because they're like, especially once again, because you're a woman. You have to worry about your biological clock ticking and when it, it's going to be up for you to have the opportunity to get pregnant and have your own child. Everybody does want a little mini-me. Not everybody, but most of us do want a little mini-me running around. But if you're not financially stable, don't have that child. If you can, freeze your eggs. Make another alternative to having a child. If true, if you got a best friend that's of the opposite sex, get them to get, you know, to help you out in that in that aspect so that you can have a child. And you already know that you love them. They love you. Y'all already have an understanding. To me, that's like the perfect relationship right there. But it's real it's like a sticky situation when kids are involved. So, yeah, just be careful. And don't feel like you have to have kids. Really think it over. Think it over. And if you don't feel that ache to have a child, don't have them. Don't have them to appease anybody. Don't have them to get somebody off your back. Have them because you want them. And if you don't want them, that's your decision. And stick to it. Don't feel like you're letting somebody down because you didn't have them. Because when those children come, everybody say, I'm a babysit. That's going to be my baby. They're going to be with me 95 to 100% of the time. But when everything's said and done, that's your child. That child going to be with you. Unless you decide otherwise. People can renege and say, oh, I didn't say that. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I got to do this. All the excuses can come. But one thing is certain, that's your child. So that child is going to be your responsibility. So just think about it before you put yourself in any kind of situation that's going to put, that's going to make you uncomfortable. And I'm pretty sure I've said this before. Being with someone does not make you whole. You have to work on yourself first. Know yourself, love yourself, spend time by yourself, do things by yourself, and just enjoy your own company before you decide to attach yourself to somebody else. I'm pretty sure I said that before, too. That's like my favorite thing to say. Because a lot of us, we're, we've been hardwired to believe that we should be attached to someone. We need to be attached. We need to be attached. We need to be with somebody. We need to be with somebody. But... What good is it going to do if you're with somebody and you're not completely whole? You're not happy with yourself. So you're looking at this person to make you happy. That person can't make you happy. That person isn't you. So that person don't really know. That person may know you, but that person doesn't know the inner workings of you. So 
It's really your job to make you happy. Nobody can do that but you. Also, if you're happy single, be single. If you're happy with someone and that person make you better, be with that person. But don't give your power to someone else to decide for you if you're more happy single or happy in a relationship. And don't stick with someone because of a situation or because it's going to be difficult or uncomfortable because the situation changes. If it's going to make you better in the end to leave that person, leave them. Things will get better. If you feel like you're stuck and you're stagnant and that person is holding you in the same situation day in, day out, nothing is changing, you're not being elevated, that person is not trying to elevate themselves, and life just feels pointless, then something got to change. You got to judge it up. And if that means getting rid of that person, that's what you got to do. Especially if they're not willing to compromise if you have someone that's not willing to compromise and just want the same old boring thing day in and day out and it's draining you and killing you every day a little piece of you every day it's no point to be with someone like that i don't don't know about you but i want to be able to feel like i'm alive i don't want to feel like i'm going through the motions i don't want to feel like i'm just waiting until my day comes for me to leave this earth i want to enjoy the time that i have I want to give exponentially, abundantly, in any way, in every way possible. And I want to reap all kinds of blessings that God has for me. I want to get all the blessings. I want to just live to my fullest potential. And whether that means that I'm with someone or I'm single for this whole ride, whichever way, whichever way God had it. And whichever way makes me the most happy, that's the way that it's going to be. And I'm just going to be happy with that. And that's what a lot of us need to learn is to be happy and stop comparing yourself to the next person. Oh, did, oh, Sherry or Cindy, she has a loving husband. She has three boys and two girls. And they live in a 5,000 square foot house mansion whatever and they have a pool in the inside of their house and they have no worries at all when it comes to money yeah everything on the outside may look like it's all fine and dandy and they look like they living it up but a lot of times just because a person looks like everything is good don't mean that everything is good sometimes it's just for show so that they can have people talking about how great their life appears. But we don't know what's going on in that house because we don't live there. We don't know how bad them kids might be. We don't know if they're really being loyal and faithful to each other. We don't know if they're having money troubles. We don't know if the house is renting. We just don't know because we're not there. We're not living life with them. We just get little glances. That's exactly what social media is. It's glances into somebody's life. And it's not even the whole of their life. It's like, what, a millisecond of what life really is for those people. And we're not with them every day, day in and day out. So you just have to live life for you. And you have to live life and enjoy what feels good to you and what is good for you. 
I hope you took something from this. I hope you took something from this podcast. I just want to help enlighten you, make life a little easier, open your mind to different ways of thinking, and not just going with the masses and looking at and comparing your life to the next. Because you are who you are. They are who they are. There's nobody like you. There's nobody like them. You have to live for yourself. All right. This is Shad Short Stories, a.k.a. Black Daya, Shadrika, signing off.